When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And of course, I dropped an episode about cryptocurrency on Thursday last week. And literally the next day, PayPal, PayPal has huge Bitcoin news, right? They're going to allow their users to uh, use Bitcoin with their PayPal interface, right? So they'll be able to use Bitcoin with various businesses should the businesses decide they want to accept Bitcoin. Who knew I could speak something into existence like that? Just like, just when I was saying uh, cryptocurrency didn't have a viable way into the market quite yet, the next day PayPal adds a huge, huge bump to the uh, viability of cryptocurrency, namely Bitcoin. Anyways, big earnings this week include Microsoft, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Boeing, 3M. Uh, a couple of those, well, a majority of the FANG reports this week, right? They have a very, very, very heavy weight on the market. Very heavy tech week. But in this episode, we're going to talk about what industries may make the biggest moves after the dust settles with this election. Stay tuned. First of all, everything is going to move initially. This is my opinion on the land after the dust has settled, right? First of all, we got to consider a few things. Now, remember I said everything's going to move because it has to. we have to consider a lot of different things. The market doesn't quite like instability uh, and uncertainty. So when this election happens and the chaos starts to die down, there's got to be a couple of things that have to happen before the market decides which direction it really wants to go. First of all, will Trump go peacefully? Um, it was part of the first debate where they really actually took a segment to talk about whether or not he'll accept the results. Next, how will he address the public after the decision? Again, this is this is assuming um, that Biden wins because that's really the only obstacle that the market really has to work around. If Trump wins then there's really going to be less of a reaction and less of some things that we have to really consider because we're not worried about whether Biden's going to uh, concede power because he's not in power right now. So we're really we're really assuming that Biden wins in this particular scenario, right? So how does he address the public? Is he does he accept it and walk away, or does he you know talk badly about what's going to happen to the market? Is he trying to instill fear in the Americans for choosing the wrong president? What's he going to do? Um, how long until the results are final, right? So even if you know Biden does win, how long until we find out? Is it a week? Is it a couple weeks? Is it a couple of months? Um, that length of time, there's going to be a lot of, again, increased volatility because the market doesn't like uncertainty. And volatility should ease after a few months. Um, but during that time, we're going to see some increased volatility. So more than likely, I'll continue doing some credit spreads Um and doing some short either day trade uh, or swing, short, short swing trades, um, utilizing, again, options. Now, 
if Biden does win, these are some industries that are worth keeping an eye on. Um, after doing some some more research on them, there really isn't that much of a uh, change in those particular industries, despite the change in presidents and the change in parties. When you go back and look at um, Obama's election, his re-election, and then his transfer of power to Trump, uh, there wasn't a lot of um, big, big changes in these industries. But policy-wise, there's a lot of difference. This election is a not like a lot of other elections. It's a vastly different um, change in the leadership, vastly different images, and vastly different types of personality we're dealing with. So we have to consider those things moving forward. But the first is energy, right? Uh, Biden has a stance on climate change that is vastly different from Trump. Trump doesn't believe climate change really exists. Biden believes in it wholeheartedly. He even said, quite frankly, that he is, in, in less words, he said he's coming after oil stocks, basically, um, fracking, things like that. Oil refiners uh, continue to struggle after coronavirus because there's been a decrease in demand. If Biden were to win, not only would this demand it would seem to the market that this demand would not come back because now we have a president that is uh, hell-bent on renewable energy, and that may take away the demand that was already been lost from the oil refiners like ExxonMobil and things like that. Um, he's very, very big into green energy, so they have seen a big jump, up 20% um, green energy stocks since August. So I will check the ticker symbol IC. LN, right? That's just green energy stocks, and you can see they've made an up move um, since essentially since the polls had been saying that Biden was going to win. The next is big tech, right? The monopolies are already being uh, attacked right now. Um, not attacked, but they're already being brought to court, like legitimately, right? First on the tablet is Google. Um, next, I'm assuming is going to be Facebook. I mean, they've been trying to get Facebook for a long time. It wouldn't surprise me if, it, if Facebook came up again. But Google's already in court um, having to deal with a couple of the uh, accusations against them being a monopoly. Uh, Democrats, typically, um, on their policy, it, they go against monopolies or they're going against monopolies. And right now, tech is in a very, very great area. So whether or not they should be considered in that monopoly realm, given how much reach they have. So Democrats and monopolies don't typically get along. And the fact that there's already conversation about monopolies before Biden is in, off is in office, I can only assume that that's just going to increase the tensions around those type of stocks. Now, we could see some kind of selling or reducing of positions, uh, depending on you know who you're watching, who you're following. But we could see some some decline a little bit of a decline because people may be trying to take out their money out of that particular industry now people aren't going to take their money out of the stock market right we're not expecting another crash we're just going to expect some big rotations why because people have made a lot of money on tech tech has rallied quite a bit since the coronavirus and they've gone beyond their um, 2020 opening uh, numbers so they people have made a lot of money over the last couple of months from tech stocks. Some people may be holding it for the remainder of the year because they don't want to get that short-term tech capital gains tax, but there may be some people who want to avoid any taxes that 
Um, Biden may want to impose on capital gains. They may want to avoid his taxes because they're likely to be higher than what Trump has put in place. So you'll have some people that are fearful of that and may want to take their profits right now, assuming that the capital gains that they pay now is far less than what is going to be paid next year, right? Say next February. But then there'll be some people who are willing to kind of stick it out and assume that Biden won't raise taxes because of the the coronavirus and the state of the economy and assume he's going to wait until next summer. If he waits until next summer, they have until at least, you know, um, I would say March, April, maybe May uh, to take that smaller gains tax because they've not held their um, they've not held their securities for over a year. So it depends on who you're dealing with. And the next is healthcare, right? Healthcare hasn't really moved much. It's pretty flat. Um, it really rallied up and then kind of tapered down a little bit. People do fear in the healthcare industry that uh, Biden is much like Obama and that he wants to um, essentially make healthcare more affordable for everybody. And people fear that he's moving towards uh, universal health care. They fear that privatized health care is going to take a big, big hit. Now, the market is not reflecting that at all right now. To be honest with you, healthcare is not really moving very much. So it's something to consider, but it's not being shown in the market yet. The market is definitely showing some signs in energy and big tech, but healthcare not so much. Uh, it's also not showing a lot in defense contractors either. But it's something, again, it's just something to consider and to keep on your mind, right? Defense contractors are involved in, they get a lot of money from the government for military spending. Um, Democrats typically are not spending a lot on military. Um, So if he does decide to decrease military spending, we're going to see defense contractors who do rely on that government money to have um, less favorability in the market. Again, the market right now is not showing that at all. Now, if if he does win and on top of it, he can get a majority in the Senate, the market is going to feel very good about that because the Democrats are already trying to pass a big stimulus bill. So without the Republicans there to stop them, the market is going to assume that a large, large, large stimulus bill is going to come through. Um, more stimulus means more money in circulation, which means more chance for profit. So the market would love that. It all depends on what he and if he's able to get the Senate with him, the majority of the Senate. Now, let's let's have some fun here. What if Trump decides he doesn't want to give up his seat? Right. He wants to make America great again. We want to make volatility great again. The reality of it is, as traders, um, retail traders or institutional traders, uh, I don't think any institutional traders are listening to this. I think they're listening to the Motley Fool or whatever, but. Uh, make volatility great again. We need volatility. We like volatility. Volatility helps us make more money. Um, we do want to be careful, of course, when volatility does start to come back. It's still here. Um, it's just kind of hidden around in different sectors. But volatility for us as traders is very, very beneficial because it means that things are more liquid. There's more people in the market. There's more chances for us to take our profit without any chance of with less chances of slippage, right? Because there's more buyers at different prices. So for us, all of this is really good. Now, this is all my opinion. Anything can happen, but I really am looking forward to seeing what happens with this election. Because again, this is one that's unlike any other. Um, and, you know, 
its implications on the stock market are going to be something that is very, very historical. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just know, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can write us on Instagram or message the Facebook page as well, at Market Adventures Podcast. Thank you so much for helping us grow as a community by sharing this show. Keep the show ideas coming, and I'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple Music. I'm Alex Cunningham, and you've been listening to the Market Adventures Podcast. I'll see you tomorrow.